Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? Welcome to another edition of Did You America Season 3, Episode No Idea. He's Jeremy Hoffman. I'm Ian Canfield. Hello. How's it going? Well, Jeremy is all upbeat today, and I feared that we may be working with a hungover, broken Jeremy Hoffman today because we are recording this the day after the Super Bowl. I feared a broken, hungover Jeremy Hoffman to such an extent that... I do a daily radio show here in the great state of Texas, and uh, Jeremy Hoffman is my uh, sporting bible, and obviously I needed to do some uh, chat about the Super Bowl uh, today, because I was on air the morning after Super Bowl, and I thought that from what I could remember from the bets that you told me you were going to place, and basically just your appetite for a party lifestyle. I was expecting such a broken Jeremy Hoffman that I anticipated that you would be of no use whatsoever helping this Brit do American football content on his radio show, that when I drove in to do my radio show this morning, I listened to the sports station. Just in case. Because I was expecting it to be the only cohesive sports conversation I would hear today. And then I saw Jeremy this morning and I was like, wow, what happened to you? And it turned out you won big. Uh, Not just big, my friend. Well, well, we'll get into that. First of all, I have a bone to pick with the fact. First, you know, we've now been doing this 21 weeks. Every Monday, I give you a little sports something. Have I ever come in hungover once? You During the football season... <laughs> I am not a drinker. I am dedicated to watching the entire day of football. And as you know, we get to the playoffs, it gets closer. So you know, between waking up early for work and the fact that like I actually really enjoy watching the game, I actually don't drink at all when I watch football. Oh, I thought you were such a pro drinker that no. you could drink all the way through. No, I partake in other things. Well, that's a whole other story. No, I just thought that <laughs> I just assumed that yeah, you'd wake up early on a Sunday when it's during the football season and you're cracking beers at ten a.m. From from September to February. No drinks on Sunday. The rest of the year, I'm a degenerate on Sunday. Oh, like, I'll, okay. I'll get it. But like this this weekend, I'm getting a pop on Monday. You're gonna see a hungover, Jared. Okay, I maybe guarantee we might, that. might need to cancel next Monday's recording. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I uh, all I remembered, I remembered about uh, three of your bets, and uh, each of those did not come true when I was watching the Super Bowl right. yesterday, and I was thinking, oh my. But then, uh, as becomes apparent, apparently, I didn't remember the 97 other bets that you placed, and you did. Very very well on those. So, so last we checked, I had placed 62 total bets, which was lower from last year's mm-hmm. over 100 count. And mm. if you remember last year, that over 100 count, I had only won 17 cents. Right. So now a lot of these bets are, they're just like dollar bets. They're like little fun little scratch-offs. Some of them you can win a good amount of money, some of them not. I kind of changed up that strategy this year, and there, you know, some of them I threw five ten twenty one of them i did through fifty dollars on like i kind of varied up the prices a little bit so at the start of the weekend i had 62 bets placed mm. but i had like a little money left over in the account the gambling website i use and there's a ufc fight on saturday so i threw a little money on that and i made a killing on that I made a very unconventional bet hit it not have a little extra money to play with. Uh huh. So we ended with ninety three Super Bowl bets well, this you year. You were really making an effort to keep it below three uh, three figures, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I keep had, it below I had seven more bets in the queue. I was like, no, <laughs> yeah, get rid of all. Right. We don't need these. Yeah. That's that's just piggish. Yeah. So total, after all said and done, of all the money I placed, I won. 
two hundred and twenty dollars. Wow. Now that's um, it's not a killer. It's not like anything crazy. No, but compared to but the it's, last year, it's two hundred and three dollars more than Super Bowl twenty twenty. Exactly. Yeah, that's impressive. I'm, I, this was a pretty nice day. Now we're gonna let it ride, and there's some basketball games on tonight. We'll see what we can do with it. So it was uh, even for me being a uh, casual observer of American football. Uh, yesterday was a, a pretty good game, and you said because a lot of people were saying, "Oh, it's going to be Rams hands down," but you said it would be a lot uh, closer than yeah, people. Yeah, I, I thought the Bengals were going to win. My one of my smaller slash like more money, but not like the big bet I placed was on the Bengals. Win. The big bet I placed was I took this is gambling heavy, but what's called a six point teaser. Mm. So you add six points to a bet, but like you have to combine more than one bet. So I took the spread and the over-under. I added six to that. All you need to know is I hit that. That was a big win. But mm. it was... I, I also told you uh, in the last pod we recorded that the final score would be 23-20 Bengals. It was 23-20 Rams. So I was pretty damn close on that, too. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty impressive. So uh, you were all in studying the form of the game and making uh, these highfalutin bets. My calls for concern with this game was that um, I've uh, I got a friend of mine in the, the UK called James, who's a big uh, NFL fan. And for years, even going back to when we both lived in the UK, even if we weren't watching the game together, we would text one another like our personal commentaries about the game. It's just something that we do what, well now the last time we talked about this you had mentioned that last year there was a third involved was there no third you went well, back to the two song? well so last oh, no. year last, this last year? year last year uh he he turned our uh, annual super bowl date into a threesome right and uh and i was very reluctant to let the third person back in again and uh and uh james's uh reason for letting the third person back in was that when he was explaining the rules of the nfl to the, the third person in the Super Bowl uh, 2021, it was easier to explain American football to him than it uh, took the effort required for James to explain chess to his girlfriend. So I was like, okay, well, so the third person, I know the third person, I don't know them that well. Didn't tell me that he was in. That I was about to have a threesome with a fucking vegan. Oh, even worse. So you know, me being casual observer of the NFL, my first contribution to our three-way uh, orgy, right, was uh, a picture of the wings that I'd got for the start of the game, right? So I put a picture. It's like ten, ten wings, and then some um, some barbecue sauce. By the way, I had other friends that are not part of any kind of uh, uh, annual tradition, but for some reason, I had other friends that were sending me photos of their food. The effort some people go to. My friend Stephanie, she's got an air fryer for Christmas or some bullshit. I'm not even sure what one of them does. No one but does. She, she is showing me all of this. Oh, this is marinating. This is doing this. I said, here's some wings from Sprouts. I just put them in the microwave for two <laughs> minutes. Like that is uh, th- that was like my contribution. So anyway, so I got this picture of like a, a, a plate of wings and uh, you know my, my contribution was putting the wings in the microwave and I got some barbecue sauce that I squirted a lot of it into a dish, right? That's, Perfect. That's, that's all you need. food prep, America. Right? Yeah, I'm ex- guessing you got a lecture from the vegan. Oh that my god, that is offensive to me as a vegan. A fucking what the fuck? What the fuck? Fuck. They would have gotten a notification. Jeremy has left this group chat <laughs> the moment I got that text. <laughs> so I was, but I, I was more adult about the situation. I thought to myself, I'm not one of those. I thought to myself, rise above the vegan. Don't tell him that you're looking forward to eating squirrel for the first time this week um, and, and also don't send a reply like listen I'm in Texas now motherfucker um, so so, uh, so inst- like it or leave it this group chat <laughs> so instead uh, something that I learned about American football uh, after this I thought okay I'm going to bring this down to a level we can all get involved with I said you know what I'm finding offensive that I've just discovered the Rams coach is younger than anyone on this group chat that's, the, that's what I'm finding offensive and then today I was uh, because again I didn't think you'd be on your A game so I was listening to Chit Chat on uh, sports radio they're already speculating that because he's been the Rams coach for about five minutes and he's won a Super Bowl he might just go away and sign a multi-million dollar contract and become a TV personality well yeah why I mean I saw those stories too and it's crazy because like at 37 most of these coaches 36 I think you'll find you're right 36 most of these coaches are um, you know 
not they're like assistants at that point right, in their right, career. Right, so right. to have the success already, I mean, you make significantly more money on TV than you do as a coach. Like there was there was rumors at the end of the Cowboys season that like, oh, maybe Tony Romo one day would come and be the Cowboys coach. Meanwhile, the guy makes like twenty million dollars to work one day a week and travel, just like what three for a weekend and he's right. done and it's hanging out playing golf the and, rest and of the and year there's no pressure you get None to whatsoever. you get to mouth off about other coaches not being very good and then you just sit back in a nice hotel suite and occasionally travel and you know plus you know who's not celebrities coaches you know who are celebrities people on television it's a very simple <laughs> equation and also with uh so then i got stuck into this and then i realized so the one uh what's his name sean mcveigh yes, right sean mcveigh looks young when they felt i was like oh someone's kid is on the side oh no he's the he's the <laughs> oh he's in charge yeah oh, he's wow. in charge oh okay Here they, I- they have a player who's playing left tackle one of the most grueling positions in the league he's older than sean McVay. right 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 because um this will mean nothing to uh, people listening in a proper country but there is a imagine like the London equivalent of Days of Our Life there's a soap <laughs> right. opera in the UK called EastEnders and um, there's a character who's been in that for about 30 years to put this into perspective called Phil Mitchell and one of the Brits in my uh, vegan fucking orgy oh. uh, so it was like Phil Mitchell's playing for the Rams. <laughs> like, so, uh, so yeah. And then um, the guy, uh, the coach for the Bengals, also young. Isn't if he you- used to coach under um, under McVeigh. So he was the offensive coordinator. Aren't the, aren't the combined ages? Of uh, Sean McVay and what's the Bengals coach? Uh, Zach, Zach uh, Taylor. Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor. If you add up Zach Taylor and Sean McVay, it's their combined age is still less than Bill Belichick's. Is that true? They're only yeah, absolutely. They're only like a few years older than me. I'm very unaccomplished at this point in my life. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I found. So look at me being adult. I said, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm doing a little, gonna do a little age thing and make out that I'm more offended that Sean McVay is younger than me and coaching the Rams than I am that there's a fucking vegan in this threesome for my for this super. I mean, like, my God, don't tell me you're offended at my wings. See, I'll teach you Fresh how to not be an adult. Where you look at Sean McVay and all you're excited about is the fifteen dollars you won when Blue Gatorade was dumped on him. <laughs> was that one of your winning that bets? Was. Oh, I, okay. I, I also." Real quick, I won the over on the national anthem. Right. That was a win. I bet that Bitcoin would go down during the game. That was a win. Right. I also bet that the MVP would thank God first. That was a win. I'm great. The only bad loss was when that goddamn Billie Jean King had to flip the coin and it would not land on tails. Team Bobby Riggs forever. For some reason, the only uh, bets that I could remember that you made while we were watching the game... um, well, the ones relating to the halftime show. Yeah, I didn't and, do too good at and then, I, and then I was watching that thinking, oh, God, they didn't start with Lose Yourself. Bad uh, there start. Was, there was no... Uh, Actually, the one bad start was Snoop Dogg wasn't wearing blue shoes when he walked out. Right. Also, he wore all blue. The one thing he wasn't wearing that was blue was the shoes. Also, no uh, Snoop Dogg uh, smoking during the performance. Although you did spot... Was it a, 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 an NBC camera? Oh, I'm going to be sending my gambling website a complaint because shortly after the game, a video went viral i guess it was like someone who worked for like the nbc production team you know where they have like all the camera feeds of everything going on so he was behind the scenes he was filming the camera feed that was on snoop dogg and he was like hunched over behind like the crazy like stage that they yeah, built yeah, yeah. he was like hiding that he was smoking a joint like he was like you know at a mall parking garage, you had to make sure the cops weren't around. When I when you showed me that, it reminded me if, if anyone was a smoker at school when you used to sneak around the back of the gymnasium when you were like 14, 15, oh, having, yeah. having, having, having a sneaky cigarette and just looking over your shoulder, making sure that there were no teachers coming. <laughs> this, is, this is probably not something I should admit, but we, uh, <laughs> when I was in high school, one of my classes had like this weird sliding wall that split up two classrooms and my last class of the day was english and like we kind of tortured that teacher so it became our bullshit class that we real just did torture nothing is this the bit that you where you're saying i probably yes. shouldn't admit this no no, no. okay i'm like <laughs> so, oh my god it's gonna be worse we, than i thought we would always like be like what's behind the sliding door and like one day we slid and we're like oh it's just another classroom that like no one's in and so one day we got the genius idea of like oh she never notices if we like sneak back here. Maybe one day we should 
smoke in the empty classroom. <laughs> right. So instead of leaving school like most kids would do <laughs> to get high during class, we, we just thought it would be genius to smoke inside the school. How did that work out? It didn't work out great. <laughs> <laughs> so... It was a good game, and I think it was a, a good halftime show. I noticed as soon as the halftime show was done, some people were going, well, it was outrageous because of blah, blah, blah. But all of that was just ridiculous. My I, Twitter feed is way different than yours. All I got was people being like, that was the best show ever. No, generally, I was seeing people uh, say that it was uh, um, it, 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 it was a good show. Um, even the, um, I can't remember, he's that, what's the name of the, he's a uh, Texas politician, um, and he he became kind of famous because he's got the eye patch, and Pete Davidson did that joke of oh, Dan. Someone, oh, oh god, look oh, up, look yeah, up, I'm Dan with the, with Dan the Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, yeah. Um, he was the first person um, that I saw post about how it was a, a great um, halftime show. He said, and- "I can't believe this." Oh, I was looking at the wrong screen. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was the first person I saw posting uh, words to the effects of like, um, "Oh yeah, great halftime." show show and you know not just for old people without realizing that no you're old now because that <laughs> because because that you know those those big um m&m and snoop dog uh hits are 20 years old now isn't the first dr dre album 30 years old well now? i saw like there was a bunch of people online it was like millennials and gen z arguing over whose halftime show this but, is but all of those people like uh, dan crenshaw were posting things um he actually didn't bring this up but it was a along the same lines where people are going oh you know for so long you gave us Tom Petty and the Rolling Stones and all those old people now look at <laughs> look at the look, the youngsters the youngsters are up there and it's like Dr. Dre's nearly 60 <laughs> <laughs> Professor Dre <laughs> you know but I do I, I do think since social media Generally, you can't win with a halftime show because if you're an artist and you just get up and play, it's boring. And then if you try and do some razzmatazz, you're obviously limited with what you can stage in 15 minutes, you know, in the field of play right. at, at halftime. So, so they the, put a giant mat over the whole field. Right. So, <laughs> the, so the razzmatazz can never be enough. So, so you can't win. But I do think that that, um, halftime show was really good because a it was the right combination between there was some razzmatazz but they didn't try and do something too spectacular because you can't the balance between some stuff going on and them just performing um the songs and because it was kind of like an all-star thing you know it felt like it moved pretty quick and it was like hit after hit after hit it just felt like it was um it was a great selection of songs especially for it to happen in los angeles and i felt like it was the right balance between like a bit of razzmatazz in terms of the staging and them doing the songs in and out bing 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 there you go well that's kind of why i always thought it was weird that the nfl avoided hip-hop well forever but really over the last decade when it took over popular music because you know they have such limited time and if you get a band up there you know it's kind of a lot harder for them to do a medley and they're not as much used to bringing on like the multiple acts right show. which is a hip-hop show That's generally such, exactly right? like if you go to a rap concert i mean first of all half the time the performers 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 aren't even singing their own songs they're singing along with a track and it's like it's not a hidden thing like lip singing it's just kind of it's a party atmosphere yeah, 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 so yeah. it feeds itself to that kind of event and which is i think why people were so into this one because it it was it wasn't it was what you were expecting to see from the artist where a lot of times what you're expecting can't happen in 12 right. minutes no i agree i think everyone's expectations are always way out of whack but they were what you got was what people were anticipating probably from this halftime show there there's always the, the the debate as to whether they were lip-syncing or not and again you would think like if you're rapping it's it's easier to do that live um i thought they did lip-syncing really well the the sound co- to, to me, the sound quality was just too good for it to actually be live. But right. they seem to be lip syncing in time, like when they were, especially Eminem moving the mic and stuff like that. It looked like it was all live, but to me, it just sounded a little bit too perfect for it to not be. Well, lip-synced. again, they're pros at that because that's that's what you're expecting it with. When you have like a Tom Petty, you know the whole song. You're watching right. the whole entire song. 
most rap fans they only know like one verse or like part of the chorus so mm. like they're not even half the time they can just be moving their mouth they're like yeah that's what he's singing i get it yeah and the only thing that i think was a surprise uh that people weren't expecting and again i don't think this was a bad thing was that um the, the two-part hologram was uh much discussed now the general feeling is that we got 50 cent instead of the two-pack hologram and the most surprising thing about 50 cent is that he got fat <laughs> look I, I, I can't say slash got fat you can't say 50 cent got because fat. very few people call slash fat everyone went <laughs> wow i mean the, the, the i had to make that there were so many good 50 cent jokes like there was like oh he's become the full dollar <laughs> and my favorite uh that i took from the interwebs earlier on was um <laughs> Oh, inflation got to 50 cents. <laughs> yeah, it was just so weird. Because like, looked- I do think, do you think that there was either some sort of financial disagreement between whoever's got the two-part hologram and how much they wanted or that, that, that it became too much of a talking point and Dr. Dre went, okay, everyone's expecting it now, so, so we won't give it to them. Let's get 50 cents. And then he went, whoa, I've been eating. You need to give me more of a warning if you want me to perform. I think that's exactly what happened. They were like, all right, we need to find something else. And like the whole lineup was just this roster of like, people who Dr. Dre helped create. And uh, I guess 50 cents on that roster too. Let's throw him upside down. He'll be pissed about it. You know how like every group of friends has someone that like make fun of and pick right. on that was clearly in that group I was 50 cent now, like, yeah, put him in the rafters give me um i i that was one thing is there a reason i didn't get the why he was hanging upside down bit yeah it's like the start of the into club music video he's hanging upside down but was what was weird about that is like a he looked really upset to be hanging upside down and b it made him look like a little person version of 50 cent you said he made a dollar i was like that's quarter that's 25 cent up there He's tiny. Chunky, but so tiny. So it's like he'd been shrunk yes. right, and went outwards. He became so, a chode. So, <laughs> like if it was a cartoon, it would be like someone hammered into exactly. his head and he became right. shorter yeah. but wider. He kind of like, uh, what's what's this instrument? Like uh, that weird oh, eye the, shit. I know what you mean. Accordion, the the like accordion, where yeah. it gets pushed in, yeah. <laughs> That's what he did. Yeah, but I did think, um, I, I thought it was good. I, and, and um, you know... Uh, that I, you see, the, the people start posting. Oh well, you know, it wasn't as good as. Uh, I, and you know, I don't remember. T- I mean, I did see it at the time, but I don't remember Tom Petty. No one ever. No one ever posts. The, 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 any visuals of there's no, no one ever posts a video of Tom Petty they always just go oh look but Tom Petty was right. great like I don't know if, if we and nothing against Tom Petty but um, now we're used to a little bit more razzmatazz I'm, fa- I'm fairly certain that you know Tom Petty wasn't hanging upside down or flying through the air at any point during during his halftime show but people always go back to oh but was it as good as Prince and was it as good as Michael Jackson and so on and so forth and I gotta say I, I, I think as I said right balance between them rolling out the hits um, giving the people People, you know, sort of what they wanted um, with, uh, you know, a little bit of a show. I like the setting. I, you know, I guess it was supposed to be like right. the houses because it was the neighborhood that right. they came from and all that kind of stuff. Again, not an over-the-top setting because you can't really do that in it with the limitations. It was of- kind of like the best stage that they've had in quite some time, though, because right. the other ones, like like last year with The Weeknd, you know, a lot of people hated on that show. I've talked about it a couple times on that. I actually really enjoyed it, mm. but they used... You know, they used the whole stadium. It really had to be a show because as many songs as The Weeknd has that have become, you know, charting hits, he's not one of these iconic, globally known to every age group artists. Right, so, like, right, right, right. You know, they had to make it such like a spectacle. And that was kind of the same thing the year before that with Shakira and J-Lo. You know, like, yes, like, it was a... This, full of nostalgia show and great dancing and all that but like there was a lot of the Rasmus like this time like it was kind of just like you know a rap concert with a cool setting and I think you know a lot of people you know you say like oh Tom Petty oh Prince but back back in those days like especially because social media wasn't a thing (laughs) not as big a thing as it is today like it's there's not as much reaction to what the halftime show is so you know, three years later, when you look back on, you'd be like, "Hell yeah, that was a great show." But I'm sure people criticize those shows just as much as they do 
today just in such a different form but the last three super bowls ever since jay-z took over making you know producing the halftime show they've kind of all three been awesome if you ask me yeah and also if you're gonna start getting retrospective with uh, your hazy memory of what you claim was uh, a a superior i have a very hazy memory uh, of the last five minutes (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what? See, um, <laughs> where are we? If Who are you? If you're going, Why are you British? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wow, am I in England? <laughs> wow, man, where did I go? I feel today? like I was just watching the Super Bowl yesterday. <laughs> Far out. When did I get so good at swimming? Hey, oh, I thought I won two hundred and something. <laughs> I oh. must have partied hard. I was one two thousand. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was uh, before we wrap up this bit. Yeah, if you're gonna get all. Uh, retrospective and start comparing uh, yesterday's halftime show to the ones from uh, many years gone by. I think that the three highlights I saw were Tom Petty, uh, Prince, and uh, a lot of people saying Michael Jackson, particularly on that last one. I think, because I remember that one, that if you are going to look at what stands the test of time, what we saw yesterday with all those hip-hop stars is going to... be better remembered than those clips of Michael Jackson at the end of his uh, Super Bowl show where he's just picking up the kids and kissing them. You know that? <laughs> like at the end, he was just surrounded by kids and Not he's pi- picking them luck. up and kissing them. And pick- <laughs> Fat 50 Cent is, looks a lot better than that. <laughs> it's a better look for It's sure. a better look. I mean, 50 Cent looked like he could drop some weight and wasn't given enough notice that he was replacing the Tupac hologram. But it was still a better look than if you review Michael Jackson halftime show in 2022 and there he is kissing babies the only thing you left off your list was janet titty janet titty is always number one <laughs> all right uh we'll do a little bit more super bowl um because i know you know what everyone's asking is what does ian's dad say what's ian's dad's review uh, of the super we have bowl? not had a dad segment in a while. i know but he reached out because he watched some highlights uh, of it today and he has uh, one thought especially so we'll get to that and also um, Jeremy would like to run past a theory, uh, run a theory past all of us uh, about the fact that he's now convinced that Bob Saget was murdered. Yes. All right. <laughs> Coming up in part two. All right, let's do uh, part two of Did You America? Uh, quick update on Song of the Week. Thank you if you voted uh, last week. Uh, your choices were... Uh, Black Summer, Red Hot Chili Peppers. New York producer had that one, 19% of the vote. I went with the new one by Bastille, which is called Back to the Future. That got 35% of the vote. Jeremy won. Oh my God, first one of 2022. With the uh, Dr. Dre Eminem song, Gospel. Did they play that? They didn't. No, they didn't. Only okay. the hits. Right, That's yeah. not one of them. Okay. <laughs> but hey, they liked it, so I'll it take took, it. I'll uh, take yeah, the dub. 40%, 46% of the vote. All right, well done, Jeremy, for uh, choosing a winning song uh, here are three new songs for you to vote for uh, there is a poll on my Twitter I'm at Ian Camfield on Twitter if you want to vote for the song of the week and we'll keep the poll active throughout the week um, well since um, uh, when we were young festival was announced about a month ago you mean t- Cry Baby Coachella right yeah great name for it but the 2022 is the uh, the, the year of of, of uh, emo right oh, I mean it's, uh, although have you seen I'm slitting my wrist right now <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Have you seen the mocked up poster? So it takes the when we were young um, poster design, and the 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 joke version is called when we were trash, and it's <laughs> and it's an equivalent festival, but it's full of people like Theory of a Dead Man oh, and God. Trapped, yeah, right. and uh, I forget the, the other cancelables, <laughs> the other bands from like the nineties and the two thousand Skillet, oh nice bands like that. That that event doesn't. Well, you know what? I said that event doesn't exist. When I looked at the poster, I'm like. I think I'd go to this. I think we might need to change the name to the Did You America first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, um, to prove that um, 2022 is the year of the return of emo uh, since the, the announcement of that festival, uh, the main have done a song with Taking Back Sunday. And Taking Back Sunday are the emo of emo. They're the most emo. I mean, they really are. They don't even have wrists anymore. <laughs> uh, so I'm choosing that one. Uh, the main featuring Taking Back Sunday, the song is called Loved You a little okay so snoop dog he took the curb your enthusiasm theme song and he remixed it and he rapped over it and it's called Crippia enthusiasm now 
I'm not going to tell you it's a great song, but those two elements alone, that title and what he makes the beat out of, if I don't get the win, you've all failed me as listeners. <laughs> and uh, New York producers going with the new one by Portugal the Man, which is called What Me Worry. So, What Me Worry by Portugal the Man, Cryptyard Enthusiasm from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Such a great title. Or uh, Loved You a Little by The Main featuring Taking Back Sunday. Uh, you can vote on Twitter. Uh, the poll is at Ian Camfield. And if you want to get in touch with the show, by the way, uh, you can always talk to us via the website or the social media platforms. Ian Camfield. Camfield on Twitter. On Instagram, I am Camfield off the radio or the website for this podcast, didyouamerica.com. Okay. Camfield off the radio on Instagram, uh, Ian Camfield on Twitter or uh, didyouamerica.com if you want to uh, talk to us via the website. Um, the uh, Did you pay much attention to the Super Bowl ads or are you such a, 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 a huge football fan counting those big wins from from the uh you know it's funny is that's actually what i was during during every single commercial break was going on my gambling website and seeing like how my account has adjusted i'm just i'm too smart to get duped by advertising i will say uh out of the people that are talking about ver- you know various different ads like the the uber eats ones and the joneses one with the uh jonas kid and all that stuff the the the, the only one that i wanted to draw attention to because it won't surprise you jeremy hoffman to know that my favorite ad is not one that's being spoken about at all <laughs> no liquid death Oh, that was one of the few I actually paid attention to and loved. Honestly, it was uh, so liquid death, and and it's funny because the the whole ethos behind the advert is the very conversation that you and I had about Liquid Death the first time you bought me a can right. of it at the, at the House of Blues. So if you don't know, Liquid Death is is water, right? It's, it's water mi- in a can. It's water in a can. So normally you'd get water in a bottle and it just looks bland and boring. Uh, so if you're not drinking, and you know, I've been a non-drinker for a couple of years now, Liquid Death is great to have when you're out because it's in a can, but it, it it's in what looks like a really cool beer can you know right. like you, when you get um uh what's the craft beer where it's you know bespoke design the the, the can it's looks... like a cross between like that and like the, a scary energy drink yes that's exactly what it looks like but it's just uh water in there so liquid death had a had a commercial uh, during the super bowl that was soundtracked by uh breaking the law breaking the law the judas priest song that the uh, you know what made me think about that beavis and butter used to love that song right of Do you course, remember beavis yeah. and butter there was like yeah breaking the law and <laughs> I thought like, wow, they're definitely doing the right the right demographic here. Because like, if you were one of those people going, oh, finally Snoop Dogg, some young people performing, you're also in the age demographic that used to love Beavis and Butters, right? right? So, um, so the soundtrack is breaking the law, um, and um, and it's a <laughs> it's a bunch of people with with liquid death, and it looks like they're drinking. So, bunch the, of kids. yeah, the first scene was like a bunch of kids like raging at a party, looking like they ha- they've all got cans of beer uh, in their in their hands. And then there's a pregnant lady looking like she's drinking a can of beer. And then there was another couple of things that I don't remember. And then the voiceover just while breaking the law plays, and the voiceover just goes, "Relax, it's Walter." That's that's the best part about because like. Everyone's reaction. I've been, so I've been going to a lot of. I actually went to a concert this weekend at House of Blues. And my new favorite thing when I'm at the bar is to notice people who, when they order a water and they get handed the liquid death, inevitably every single one of them turns to the bartender and goes, "No, I ordered a water." Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> because well, I came back to the table that we were sitting at House of Blues a while ago, and you'd got drinks, and I and I looked at liquid death before I knew what it was, and I said, "You know, I don't drink. Why have you got me this?" And the same right, thing. Yeah, no, it's water. So. Drink it, I swear. <laughs> like what are you trying to do to me today um so um yeah it was uh i it was it was just uh it was just a good advertisement i was very very amused by that and also i wanted to give uh, liquid death uh, a mention because for the radio show that i do in the great state of texas we did actually start having some conversations with liquid death about them endorsing my radio show and they, they seem to have stalled. Are you telling me, Liquid Death, that you spent seven million on a Super Bowl ad, and now you can't afford to endorse me because I'm, I'm slightly, <laughs> they, I'm slightly cheaper than seven million? They clearly spent all their money. They'll get you in 2023. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, Ian Campbell, the king of hydration. <laughs> that was good. And uh, one other thing on the uh, Super Bowl. This is my uh, my dad's review. Okay. Of, of, uh, so this is what everyone's been this waiting is what for. Everyone wants, right? Um, so uh, yeah, they, I believe they they showed it live uh, in the UK, but it would have been in the middle of the night. So he watched some highlights today, and probably some kind of roundup of you know the most notable statistics right. and stuff like that. So. Um, I get a text message from him that says, uh, close Super Bowl game. Looks like it was a good one. So I said, yeah. And then he sends me a message going, what's the deal with this player whose wife gave birth during the game? Can't they plan properly like your mum and I? (laughs) Well, that's the thing is if you look at the timing, they were definitely doing the dirty during the off season. The next three months is definitely when it was happening. And he just happened to do it like right around draft time, right before camp. So my dad, uh, you know, a huge uh, Arsenal fan. That's Premiership Soccer, Jeremy. Okay. What's soccer? Yeah. Um... And um, the uh, you know my my sister and I are uh, both born uh, we're, we're three years apart, but our actual birth dates are four days apart in June, and we were born in June because it's way out of the um, annual Premiership season. Because my dad always had season tickets to go to Arsenal, and basically. If our mum was going to give birth to my sister or I at a time when there was an Arsenal game on, my dad would have absolutely been at the Arsenal game and not in the hospital for the birth of his son or daughter. So he planned accordingly that we would both be born outside of the soccer season so he could be there for that event and also go to Arsenal games. You hear that, Los Angeles Rams? I get it. You just won the Super Bowl. But clearly, if you want to have any success in the future, what you need to do is hire Camfield's dad as GM so he can let all the players know you'll only be fucking during the season. Kids happen during the offseason. If you have to do it with the with the side chicks, so be it. Because your players only bang the side chicks. Right, yeah, I I get that. Let me explain it again. So uh, what's the guy's name? Taylor Rapp. Taylor Rapp. um, It was his girlfriend. No, no. Taylor Rapp was the one who proposed. Oh, uh, okay. Van Jefferson. Okay, so Van Jefferson was the was the. So basically, there's there was. The one of the best receivers for the Rams is Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, and he got all, injured. Oh, he got See, injured. See, I know American you're, football. You're watching. I watched I'm the game you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I basically he before the game, all one of the big stories was that his girlfriend is actually expecting a child, and so like he was saying that he wants to be there. So he was like, "Oh my, my god, oh, oh my god, they're all, they're all, they're all, my dad needs to give him a fuck child." Well, then he got upstage because then another receiver's wife apparently is pregnant, and she's way better at giving birth than his girl because she popped that thing out in the middle of the game but, she's like we're getting all the headlines screw your knee you know i might um it, this might be a controversial thing to say but is he a bit uh it's a bit rude of her isn't it i yeah. mean because the, the labor can go on for hours and hours and hours and hours you right i mean that it, thing out the next day i have uh that's where it comes from right that we i <laughs> you know i mean i've held it in when I when I, when I when I needed to piss, we're just same, like same thing. Or do what I do when I'm at stadium: go in your pants. <laughs> you can do that with babies, right? I'm really confused about the whole childbirth thing. I um, well, I mean, I do same difference, right? I don't know. I don't, to be quite honest, I was going to do this on my radio show today, and I thought if people have had a difficult childbirth, are they going to find it offensive? I'll do it on the podcast, see if Jeremy laughs, and then maybe I'll do it on the radio <laughs> right, show right, tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, I laughing does not mean you should bring it to public radio. <laughs> I mean, she the, the um could have like kept it under control for a bit longer, or I don't um I'm I'm willing to bet that the medical facilities at the Super Bowl are pretty much first class, right? Are you telling me that there's no doctor there who couldn't have delivered a baby? Because if you're that kid, right, w- wouldn't you, when you're grown up? 
rather say that I was born at the Super Bowl that my dad got a Super Bowl ring for than my dad won the Super Bowl, then didn't go to the party because he had to rush to the hospital because I was being born. That story from that kid is way better if that kid was born in the stadium in Los Angeles yesterday. Yeah, but the movie doesn't look as good if the wife is like, oh my God, my water broke. And then someone in the stand is like, her water broke. Is there a doctor in the house? And then someone else is like, yeah, there's 50, but they're all dealing with concussions down on the field. <laughs> so you gotta go to the hospital down the street. It's gonna take you three hours. You'll be waiting online. You'll probably give the birth to the baby in the car. There was another story today that made me think of this as well. There's some big debate on Reddit of, um, I, I get confused with the comic book movies, but there's the, the Batman is coming out, right? right. And the, someone has uh, started getting a lot of attention because um, the, the, uh, the, the birth of his kid is meant to be on the day that the Batman comes out and this guy is taking a load of heat online because uh, I think his wife or his girlfriend posted I can't believe that my partner has said that if the kid does come on the due date then um, he's not going to be in the hospital because he's going to go see the Batman because he's concerned that there'll be spoilers by the time the kid's born and then there again might be a controversial thing to say but what can you actually do there I mean if that, if that guy is such a big fan of the Batman um, and and he misses it, and suddenly the spoilers ruin his enjoyment of that movie. Then, and he's at the hospital, and all the doctor is saying is, "Get out of the way! You're in the way." He's going to be like, oh, "I could have been in the movie theater." See, this is where he's the, screwed what's up. his face, the one, the the the, the NFL player could have been like, "I could have been like with magnums of champagne." I would have been MVP if it wasn't for your ass. <laughs> right? <Lazy>. Exactly. <laughs> Already, he hates his kid, and it's not even out in the world. You see, where that guy screwed up is like he clearly hasn't done enough throughout this relationship to let his woman know that, like most men, he's a total piece of shit. Like, I make sure. <laughs> In every relationship I am, it's determined right away. You can't ask me for anything. Right. If, if if I was to get a girl pregnant and she asked me, "Hey, do you want to be in the room for when I give birth?" She would immediately get images of just me fucking everything up and breaking stuff and being in the way and saying the inappropriate thing at the completely wrong time and probably getting the doctor high, which is not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to be in the corner of the room like Snoop Dogg in that right. NBC shot at the Super Bowl, just trying to, like, take Her a hit. Her legs will be up, and she'll be like, where's the doctor? Like, we'll be poking our heads. I'm like, well, well, just one more minute. Smoke's coming up. She's like, what's going on Yeah, in you're there? getting sedated. <laughs> we hotboxed a little area between her legs. It was like a Cypress Hill concert. So, uh, yeah, anyway, that was my dad's review of uh, Super Bowl uh, 2022. Well, they could have planned better. Yeah, <laughs> your dad always with the hot take. <laughs> All right, um, let's finish this week's episode with Bob Saget was murdered. It's uh, all you. Conspiracy time. <laughs> all right, so, you know, Bob Saget died, real sad. And there was all, right away, there was this confusion, you know, oh, was it a drug overdose? Did he commit suicide? Was oh, he Michael did he Hutchings in it? Did he jerk off? And then it just kind of came out that he died. Everyone just assumed that he died peacefully in sleep. Mm. But then the, um, what is it? Autopsy results came out this week. And conveniently, at the time of the Super Bowl, when you know, all of media is focused on one thing, <laughs> that he actually died from fractures to his skull caused by blunt trauma. So I read somewhere that maybe even like getting hit in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And no, everyone's just kind of like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, aren't they, isn't the theory that um, he probably fell over, maybe drunk, maybe not, hit his head, didn't realize how badly he'd hit his head and then went to sleep? Because there's that thing where if you've had some kind of concussion, you're not meant to, to, to go to sleep, right? Here's a funny little but side story. My, I, when I was, I was probably like six or seven, um, and I was at school. This shows you the lack of sporting ability that I've got. We played, uh, they make you play cricket. I guess if you go to school in a proper country, you do football and baseball. Yeah. Oh, confusing baseball. Got it. Right. I was confused at what cricket was. I had to think about that. Right. But in England, so if you play, when you play sports at school, you do football and baseball, maybe? Yeah. No. I mean, like, it's, it's kind of... <laughs> 
There's like PE where you kind of run through everything, or you can sign up for like individual sports. Yeah, they do sports, that in the UK right? as well. But but also, but because the main British sports are soccer so like and cricket. Does it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll okay. have a, you'll have a period of, right. of of doing that, and um. Cricket is the most boring sport in the world. It is so slow. It's, it's just three-day baseball. It's oh, it's just an abomination. I've said this before. It's so boring. I even know people that listen to because sometimes when they play in Australia, it's in the middle of the night in the UK. I know people in the UK that will listen to cricket commentary on the radio to fall asleep if they're having trouble. Like it's just right. it's that boring. So it's the slowest moving game ever. Uh, due to my complete lack of sporting ability, one time I was playing cricket at school when I was about six or seven and I managed to get hit in the head by the cricket ball nice. I don't know how you managed to Best get day ever <laughs> I don't know how you managed to get hit in the head by a ball uh, in a game that is that fucking slow but somehow <laughs> I managed to achieve that but I remember <clears throat> That um, you know, it happened during the day, and that cricket ball is like a, a baseball. Yeah, it's it's rock hard, like really, really hard. So it hurt, and I remember being knocked over. But like that was it, and then it was probably like the middle of the day. Several hours later, I go home, and uh, say, so "My mom, oh, I've got a bit of a headache because I was uh, hitting the head by a cricket ball." You would have thought, "Oh my god, don't lie down, don't go asleep, don't." <laughs> so I've had this in my head since I was about six or seven because I think she thought that if I closed my eyes, I was going to die. Even though I'd been hit by the cricket ball like several hours, uh, your mom might have some Judaism in her. That's some classic Jewish mom overreacting. Re- right there. It, it, My mom, every time I ever got bumped in the head, had the exact same reaction. It, literally. So I'm so I was educated from a very early age that if uh, if you've been bumped in the head and I wasn't concussed, I just had a headache because that ball was really hard. That you're not meant to go to sleep. So I'm guessing that Bob Saget, like the theory is, he, he probably fell over and banged his head on something. Didn't realize you don't. Do your eyes up as if to I'm oh, just Oh well I guess that ends my theory. <laughs> well unless he didn't get a concussion. He had a fractured skull. Right. Now that... if you if you tell me now I've seen a bunch of articles, you know, trying to do a media cover up. Oh, you can have a slight bump to the head and not feel it and fracture fracture your skull. It happens all the time. Here's this random anecdote of this woman who it happened to. Right. She's just not famous. <clears throat> baloney if you get bumped in the head so hard that your skull crack most likely you're gonna have bruising yeah or maybe a little bit of blood well even i mean i fractured my arm before like you know when you've done it so if you've got a fracture in your skull you would certainly feel it when they found him I'm unless he was sure. so high this might be a lesson for you i mean like that maybe the more maybe the Don't more the me. more appropriate conversation is how out of your mind do you have to be to fracture your skull and not realize you've done it now i don't know who's on the take here but clearly <laughs> Clearly, I mean, when the people found him in the room, all you heard was there were no signs of foul play. Right. And that, his, you know, no blood, no bruising. He had his hand over his heart conveniently. Why was the hand over his heart for heart trauma or for head trauma? There's a, I'll take you to another celebrity death that there's questions around. Well, the family has created questions around. I remember... Um, Who's the guy who jerked off and died? Not the NXS David guy. Carradine. David Carradine. So his brother was, the, the younger brother was the guy from um, the nerd movie, uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. And he was being interviewed one time and they asked him about his brother and it kind of got brought up like, you know, when you hear that your brother died in that strange way, like, what do you think? And nerd Carradine was like, oh, my brother didn't die jerking off. He was murdered, and he was framed that way. And to avoid the embarrassment of that, now his family, over since his death, has, like, created this wild story that, like, he owed gambling money to the Yakuza, and this was all (laughs) set up, and there was all this going up. I, now, if you look at Bob Saget's comedy, which, you know, he was always playing the nice guy on TV, and then he was this dirty, raunchy Mm -hmm. guy, I wouldn't be surprised if... Bob Saget owed some gambling debts to some bad people who know how to make people disappear without making it look like they're the ones who are making them disappear. Uh, well, I don't know. Kimmy Gibbler. You, you, That's the name I'll say. You, you, you have thought long and hard about this. I'll give I've you, been thinking about it all weekend. I know. I'll give you credit. You've, you've taken a very um, Columbo methodical view of this uh, You, you die of a fractured skull. There's blood. 
I'm no scientist. I w- I'm I will, no doctor. I, I will say. I, blood I will say that the couple of times that I met Bob Saget when he was doing the rounds, he he would do. He, he wasn't would, bleeding n- n- from the head. Not that I could tell. That's my point exactly. <laughs> um, Maybe they're like, oh, this Bob's always bleeding from the head. We thought it was normal, but he would he would uh, do radio show interviews to promote the. You know, he was always on tour doing stand up. Um, and as you said, the difference between Bob Saget on uh, what's the full house right. the tv show and bob saget the person i think as a person he was much closer to the things that he would discuss during his stand-up show because he was a man who i think he the reason why he did so much stand-up comedy was because he loved being on the road because he loved to party or right? because he owed money to the wrong people and had to work forever <laughs> he, he go just, on with your theory though he, no 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 this isn't a theory about his death this is just a theory about harry harry was as a person i mean yes i he, he, um, he, g- he gave me the impression that A, he loves to party, and B, he's really, really horny. The both He did my radio show twice, and on both occasions, he he appeared so horny and loved the fact that I had a British accent. I literally thought like he wanted to fuck me in the studio, like <laughs> me. And I don't think he's gay at all, but I think like he was so horny right. and like, he's like I, I must go put my dick in something. And literally like you know what's on the road stays on the road. We've kind all of been there. <laughs> kind of thing so (laughs) so that's why I was kind of suspicious that, oh, you know, it might come out that, you know, he was having a good time. But I also thought that if it did come out that, you know, it, the, the, the death was him, you know, maybe having too much of a good time all the time, he would have actually liked that. No one wants to die, but he might have even preferred that than just a kind of like, oh, it's a bit, you know, dull. He went to sleep and didn't wake up kind of death. But- all I'm saying is it was real convenient that John Mayer and Jeff Ross wanted to go pick up the body and drive it home and put it all in. <laughs> Instagram live. Do you not realize that they look like a better looking version of the Home Alone criminals? I do. I do uh, also like your theory that, that they they announced the results of the autopsy around the Super Bowl as uh, as because everyone's Autopsies attention don't come in that fast. Was going to be on that. It's like the uh, the theory that uh, Putin's going to invade the Ukraine while the Olympics are on because he thinks everyone's paying attention to that. He's getting that very wrong. <laughs> Right. All I know is Stamos is somewhere right now, just like the Olsen twins. They're finally mine. They're all mine. <laughs> all right. Maybe it was the Olsen twins. Uh, if you want to vote for Keith Song Ledger's of the Week. dealer, remember that one? <laughs> if you want to vote for Song of the Week, the poll is on my Twitter, at Ian Canfield. You can talk to us on the social medias. Ian Canfield on Twitter. On Instagram, I'm Canfield off the radio. Or send us a message via the website, didyouamerica.com. Um, one last thing. Uh, because uh, the topic of conversation about Saget and things that we thought might have happened uh, has reminded me of this. Um, it is Valentine's Day, uh, the oh, day too, on, man. the day on which we're recording uh, this podcast. And uh, I saw something earlier today, and I think this might be a new segment on the show where I've decided the funniest memes are the ones that are so funny you don't even need to see them to find them funny. You can just hear uh, an oral explanation of them. So this might be the start of a new segment where... I describe a meme to you, and even though you're not actually looking at it, it's going to make you laugh. And I'm gonna, I'm, this is, we're just road testing it with this meme today. Give it a try. Because this made me chuckle, and I think it's so good you don't actually have to see it. So this is how I will leave you uh, saying Happy Valentine's Day for this edition of Did You America. The meme says, Don't leave me hanging on Valentine's Day. And the picture is Jeffrey Epstein. Good night. Can't go wrong with that.